Welcome to Animate the World. I'm your host, Richard, and this is my good friend, Kelly Smimo. Hi, I'm Kelly Smimo. Uh, back All right, to shut you, up Richard. for a second. Got it. Okay, I'm right. Hey everyone, and welcome to Animate the World, a show about two friends and their love letter to animation in all its wonderful forms. I'm your co-host, Kelly Smimo. And I'm your other co-host, Richard Minari. And we definitely just started that way. Mm-hmm. Richard definitely didn't do a long, horrible, impromptu intro he made up on the spot. The very idea is ridiculous. <laughs> How are you, Richard? Very good, Kelly. A little tired, but otherwise fine. How about you? I'm good. I'm also very tired. Mm-hmm. Richard was in London last week, hey. so he's become a little British boy now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a very quick process. And Kelly was an old woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was pretending to be an old woman for a good three hours last night. Mm-hmm. But now I'm young again. I took a shower and it made me feel 40 years younger. <laughs> Not joking. Literally. Literally. It's a, funny, a lot it's of funny. makeup to get off of me. Gross. Wow. Mm. All right, Richard. Well, let's just jump in then. Let's so, do what do you got for me? Well, so uh, a long-awaited. Uh, let me see. Let's see. All right. So today, I want to talk a little about you know ourselves a little bit. You and me, Kelly, a little bit of our personal identities. Ooh. Kelly, who is the anime character that you most identify with? Oh snap! On whatever level you want to take that. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. And I want you to think about that. I'd be happy to talk a little bit about, like, a character that I strongly resonate on my soul level. Is it okay that I have multiple? Oh, absolutely, please. Okay. <laughs> okay, because, like, I don't know. I feel like I've had different moments in my life where a character has really resonated with me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it changes, you know, mm-hmm. as we get older. But I don't know. If you you want to start, you can start, or I can start. Uh, if you have multiple, you can go ahead and, like, start with one. I can come Oh, you just have one. your one true form. Yeah, I, I know who this is. <laughs> okay, so the first time that I really felt, like, a personal connection with a character was, and I've already talked about this <laughs> show, was Shinji Ikari from Neon Genesis. What? No. Um, so I won't. Again, Evangelion is a famous show, 20 years old, 21 years old now. Uh, it was from 1995. It's about a young boy who's forced to pilot a robot by his dad. I mean, sorry. <laughs> his by his crappy dad. dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and save the world. And it talks about all of his mental health issues and da-da-da-da-da. And so uh, I'm not saying that those experiences are exceptionally <laughs> relatable to me because I have yet to. <laughs> pilot a robot and my dad's pretty like okay i guess so <laughs> not getting to ikari level at all uh, but i guess i just really it was i blah blah blah, blah, blah. <laughs> i watched evangelion after freshman year of college which is a very tumultuous year for me kind of figuring out like where i wanted to be i spent a lot of that year hanging out with people i didn't necessarily enjoy hanging out with but Mm. mostly because as a freshman you hung out with your freshman hall Mm. that's like what you did and like i was very self-conscious about like never being seen alone and like eating in the dining hall like Mm. those kinds Mm -hmm. of things and like i don't know i just had a lot of like i didn't feel great socially at swat at the time 
just trying to fit in and like I don't know what I want to do with my life I don't know anything and like I'm in this new place and like I only really like two people that I know here uh I don't know what to do with myself and like also at that time I was kind of like falling out of anime and so it was like who am I like this was something that was so important to me like what's happening to me I don't get it uh but then that summer I watched Evangelion, and it kind of reignited, like, what I loved most about anime, which was these, like, gripping, very unique stories with, like, really cool symbolism and, like, art and stuff. And Shinji's character especially was just this really misunderstood young boy that no one, like, really, none of the adults really took seriously uh, about, like, his concerns and how scared he was, and, like, he just felt very isolated, which kind of mirrored how I kind of felt. Mm. And I just really liked how, like, they had this thing called uh, the Hedgehog Dilemma, right? Mm-hmm. Is uh, an episode which was basically, like, how they described Shinji that, like, hedgehogs are, you know, they long for warmth and huddling together. But by doing that, they hurt each other because of their spines. I don't know if that's actually a true thing that I've <laughs> experienced. But in the show, that's what they say. And they, like say that Shinji's like that where he like longs to be with people but he's too scared to make himself vulnerable and I've always dealt with issues of like I don't like being vulnerable I like being very much in control it's why I kind of go into leadership positions because I like knowing everything that's going to happen like so I really identified with those aspects of his character Mm. and also like his he does a lot of things with like questioning his sexuality later on in the show Mm. where he like basically falls in love with a boy even though he says crushes on girls and it's like a thing that happens and it's just like, I don't know. All of those things wrapped in one, he's like a very complex character and it was a very complex time for me and I just very much identified with him. Mm-hmm. And that was a very serious little look into my life, I guess. Still, you shared a lot there. Thank you for sharing with <laughs> us. That was really... Whatever. Was really, oh, you're, fine. You're a cool cat. I'll talk about more recent stuff in the next character in my <laughs> But go on. You know. You know. Okay, you okay, know. okay. So mine is um, a character who uh, I resonate very strongly with uh, uh, for reasons that are um, not as um, – they're slightly more superficial, I'm not going to lie. Um, but the character that I really strongly identify with that I discovered uh, about halfway through college would be a character named Yuko Aoi – sorry, Yuki, Yuko Aoi uh, from the anime Nichijou. Um Nichijou, Which one's that one? Uh, she's the main girl. Well, she's like, quote unquote the main girl. She's the one who's in the opening. The opening focuses on her. Is she blue and, hair or brown hair? She's the uh, brown hair one. Okay. Or she's the um she's the one who gets who makes mistakes and gets laughed at a lot. <laughs> oh. Wait, and, explain what Nichijou is. Yeah, sure. So uh, Niki, or can you? Nichijou is um this uh slice of life sketch comedy anime that focuses on uh the daily antics of like these three high school friends. Um, and uh, it also, uh, there's another, it, there's two main groups, the three high school friends, and then this, uh, this child professor who builds a robot. And like the anime focuses on these two groups of people going through like their daily lives and going through like everyday struggles and encounters. And sometimes the two groups intertwine with each other, but it's mostly just like these little sketches of like, them doing ridiculously hilarious things, and I love it because it's one of the funniest animes I've ever seen in my whole life. Um, I definitely recommend it to anyone who enjoys a good hearty chuckle. Um, but it's yes, really funny, and it's I need to finish really it. Funny. I've seen the first two episodes a good thirty times, I think. Right? No, reason. that's how it goes. 
but like I need to actually watch the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, because it's really easy to digest. Um, but at the same time, uh, it, I I feel it's hard. It's a hard anime to marathon for me personally because uh, yeah. just the, it, they, each episode doesn't have like an ongoing plot. Like it's mostly just a bunch of short clips. In any case, Yuko is. Um, I guess she's uh, slightly, while the three main girls are sort of uh, portrayed in equal um, sort of distribution, I, I feel like it's sort of biased slightly towards Yuko. Uh, she's this very like energetic and excitable high school girl who um, sort of one of her defining qualities is that she doesn't always think before she acts, which is kind of my MO. Um, that's like... <laughs> one of my main defining characteristics um she also does a lot of things where like sometimes she'll like overthink scenarios and therefore lead to like completely the wrong outcome which is also something that i do so um yes also she has a friend who uh it it feels like often that she's constantly antagonizing her with a lot of funny goofs and pranks and i also identify with that as well (laughs) Yeah, also, so she's just one of my favorite, yeah. like, I, I find her to be one of, like, the my favorite anime characters of all time because she's very, like, she's written really well and she's very passionate about simple things, which I really enjoy. Aww. Yes. So basically, you're a silly boy. Yes. She's a silly girl. You were meant to be. Aww, mm-hmm. that's cute. Yeah. Uh, my second character who I most identify with at this period of my life can you guess who it is, Richard? I don't. I don't know if I can, Kelly. How about who is it? Uh, we call it ah, what am I thinking? Wow. What? How? <laughs> how from, did I not? From Richard's favorite character. I have unfortunately come anime. to love him a lot. Wait, really? Yes. Oh, this is an update. He yeah, he's a good. He's a good kid. Listen, he's the best kid. <laughs> okay, so we've mentioned volleyball anime, I think, a bunch of episodes, but mm-hmm. never actually talked about it, surprisingly mm-hmm. enough. Um, so volleyball anime is called Haikyuu. It is a sports anime about volleyball. Mm-hmm. Basically, it follows this one team, uh, Karasuno, who, was, who used to be, like, pretty high up. They won the championship a few years ago, the national championship. But since then, they've kind of fallen out of disfavor, like the team. They lost kind of their big coach because he was older and he, like, retired. And, like, they haven't really been at the top of their game for a while now. Um, And it kind of follows these two first years named Hinata and Kageyama, who kind of are a miracle duo. Hinata sucks at volleyball, Mm. but he has a lot of talent in, like, athleticism and, like, I don't know. He's an anime He jumps real high. And, and he can jump very high mm-hmm. for his height. Got hops. Um, and Kageyama is, like, this genius who just really sucks at teamwork and, like, listening to others and stuff. And um, they hate each other at first, but they realize that they work really well together on the court. And so it kind of details just their team growing and their relationships growing and becoming, like, successful and stuff. But it also focuses a lot on other teams. Like, the thing – the beauty about Haikyuu is that – they put a lot of time to develop, like, every character. Like, you get to know the Karasno team very well. Even mm-hmm. the characters that don't play constantly on the court. Like, even those characters you get to know very well. Um, and not only that, but, like, when they're fighting... Not fighting. When they're uh, 
playing against other teams, those episodes are usually dedicated to the other team and humanizing them and showing all the relationships between those teammates and why that team works. Like, how those relationships, like, those relationships feel weird. These characters aren't just one-dimensional and you end up rooting for the rival teams and it's really heartbreaking. <laughs> and Karasuno doesn't win always. Like, there are times when they lose and they lose badly. And it's a, just a very well-written, well-animated show which has, like, just so many characters that are so complex. It's, like, astounding. <laughs> and that is why Karasuno uh, is not my favorite team <laughs> in the show, but rather their main rival team, um, Alba Josai or Seijo is my favorite team of all time because they have kind of shown that whole team and how they work and it's just I find it it's my favorite team <sighs> the team captain for that team is kind of the main antagonist of the show if the show has an antagonist um, and his name is Oi Kawatoru and he's basically incredibly successful uh or very talented, I mean, not successful, actually. He's not successful. Oh, 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 oh. He's a very talented um, setter, which is, like, the position that kind of orchestrates everything on the court. Um, he's very good at reading people. He is very charming. He has a fan club, you know, like, pretty boy kind of status. Um, and he's kind of a goofball, sort of, and his team is always mocking him because he's just kind of got that over-exaggerated ego playing up thing. But he can get incredibly serious and focused during games, and, like, his team trusts him and, like, completely and, like, love him. Like, they, like, they jab at him and they make fun of him, but they, like, put everything on him. Like, they know that they can trust their setter. They can trust Oi Kawatoru. And so... I started watching Haikyuu like junior year and I really fell in love with Oikawa as a character like the summer of junior year into senior year basically and that was a point in time when I kind of figured out my social circle and I was an RA and I was like mm. anime club leader and like I have always been the one to play up an ego for funsies and like claim to be the best at everything even though it's not true at all which is something Oikawa clearly does because he has a lot of insecurities mm. that he doesn't like to show off and so putting on that mask and stuff uh and he like I don't know he's just such a fascinating character and I just really like how he interacts with his team and how he interacts with others and how he can be like such a whiny brat because I can also be such a whiny brat mm. and how insecure he is with how successful younger people are uh he Kageyama who I mentioned before was one of the main characters was actually one of his uh younger players in middle school who kind of almost superseded him in talent um right as a first year in middle school while he was a third year in middle school which has like kind of stems all his insecurities really <laughs> um and i feel like that's a very relatable thing as an older sibling like i get that feeling <laughs> get it um so all of those things i also just oh he's such a good boy he <laughs> like try the other thing is he's just an incredibly hard worker and very driven and i find myself very driven and determined and like he doesn't win very often like he's never been to nationals even though he's so talented and tries so hard but it never really kind of defeats him ever and I just very much admire it and something I want to aspire to be more like so not only is a character I kind of relate to but a character I kind of want to be more like oh oh the end 
I guess. I'm getting too much into this. <laughs> I think that's also I mean, I'm, I really appreciate the fact that you're sharing not only like those characters that you identify with, but those who like you also admire and like would like I to see more of yourself. I think that that's really cool. Boy, I'm like, oh. So much. And <laughs> anyone who like so many people hate him. And <laughs> kills me inside, Richard. <laughs> you like those divisive characters, don't I you, Kelly Smeo? Yeah, no one likes Shinji either. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Who else do I like that no one likes? You know, no one likes Makoto from Free. Who does not like Makoto? Well, okay, so there's like a huge back camp muscles. that find him very boring. Uh, what? Okay. He's like not an interesting character because he's just this nice boy. And I'm like, what's wrong with nice <gasps> What's boys? wrong with nice? <laughs> I hate that like idea of like just because a character is nice, they're not interesting. Mm, definitely. Like they don't have a hidden evil motive, so they're boring. I'm mm. like, no, that's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> He's a nice boy. Look at him. Look at the family. He's fostered. Mm-hmm. He nice and love he care. that nice boy. Yeah. Uh, Richard, can no. I just say that when I think of anime characters that are you, I still think of Leorio from Hunter oh. Hunter. <laughs> that is. How could I not have thought of this? You're not very similar personality wise, but there's just something. It's. I think. I don't know. I don't know what to... I don't... Do you know what I'm saying? Let me think. Do you think... It may just be the association I have when I cosplayed him and when I was trying to get into his character and my headspace a lot, but I can definitely get that. Because, like, Leorio is, like, one of... He's one of my favorite tropes, which is, like, sort of, like, a bumbling character. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I like him in that sense. Like, regardless of whether I identify him, I like him in that way. And the fact I don't know how he got his hunter license, like, I... (laughs) How that wait, happened? Wait, wait, should we explain what Hunter x Hunter is? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, Hunter x Hunter yeah. is a show about it's a famous shonen, kind of like Naruto, but shorter. Um, except it's still ongoing on the manga side, uh, and it's about this young boy named Gon whose father left him when he was young, and it's his quest to like find his dad and figure out why he left him to become a hunter, which is like a catch-all like license <laughs> term thing adventurer. For, like, yeah, um, and you have to pass a big test to do that, so that's what the first arc is, and that's when he meets Leorio, who's a um, bumbling... He's not an idiot. He's getting a medical degree. Yeah, he's going to become a doctor and needs hunter money to do that. And his weapon is a switchblade, and that's it. <laughs> and he has a suitcase that he just... I don't know, He does he keep medical supplies in it? I don't even remember. He has a... He can punch. Oh, he can punch. That is correct. Um, but Leorio is like this... He's kind of plain in, like, his combat abilities, but, like, he's really cares a lot about... He's very passionate about, like, helping people and mm-hmm. serving them, but also, like, his catchphrase is, all I care about is money for, like, the first couple episodes. So, like, the contrast... But that's all that a delightful. front. It's all a front, because he just wants to help people. I don't know. I think, like, the Leorio that I think you fit is the last arc Leorio, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who's just super super caring and like very much uh so devoted to his friends and like just has a lot of exaggerated facial expressions which i think you have (laughs) and just like that devotion and like you easily cry sometimes a decent amount you're crying right now Yeah, you. I don't know. You remind me of Larry. You also remind me of Steven Universe. Listen, but I think we talked about that last week. So, listen. I uh, if we ever do a 
I was like, I was trying to decide if I want to talk about Steven Universe, but I'd go on for too long about that. So you already talked about Steven Universe last week. Indeed. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm trying to think of other characters that remind me of you. I really like the Leorio comparison. I'm gonna hold that deep. I'm gonna hold that close to my heart, Kelly Smino. <laughs> oh my God, what other characters are Richard Venari? Uh, I'm trying to think of other Kelly. I was about to say smelly characters. <laughs> Kelly what the characters. Hell, Richard. I'm sorry. <laughs> dare <laughs> you how dare you all I think of are like good senpai characters like really good <laughs> senpai <laughs> wow you know what I just thought of mm. um for myself Gekan Shoujo Nozaki-kun um uh Kashima yes yes <laughs> yes Gekan Shoujo Nozaki-kun is a fantastic show I don't think we've talked about it no yet. I don't think we it's, have uh it's a rom-com 14 episode or uh, 14, what am I saying? 12 episodes. Yes. Uh, and it's basically about this girl, um, Chiho Sakura, I think, who um, is a second year in high school and she's like has a huge crush on this boy named Nozaki who is uh, in her year. He's really tall and stoic, mm. kind of plain looking. And like, just like very much like looks like a one of those manlier guys in anime. Like, you know mm-hmm. how you have, like, the manly guy and, like, the pretty boy in anime. Like, mm-hmm. we're on the manlier spectrum mm-hmm. on this one. Uh, and so she tries to confess to him, but he kind of misunderstands because it's one of those rom-coms where mm-hmm. it's just full of misunderstanding. Um, and she ends up finding out that he's actually the author of this hugely popular monthly serialized um, Jojo manga, which means a, a romance manga targeted for women. And so, like, she ends up working with him trying to publish this manga and it's about all their friends and all the shenanigans and it's like one of the funniest Mm -hmm. shows like Mm -hmm. out there like i think it rivals oran and like the funniest show factor Mm -hmm. absolutely like for that Um, genre definitely yeah yeah yeah. and Mm -hmm. anyway one of the characters is um kashima who is uh, a girl but she's very much the pretty boy aesthetic Mm -hmm. so she has like the short hair um, she's flat chested, but, and she's very tall, uh, and she's in the drama club and plays usually the prince character. So she's like always cosplaying like princely guys. Um, and she also has a huge fan club of girls who like all are in love with her and mm. have crushes on her and it's pretty rad. Um, and she's kind of like senpai status, but she's also like a fool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But she's also really smart. But she's a fool. <laughs> she is a fool. And, like, always shirking her responsibilities to whatever. Which mm-hmm. isn't necessarily me, but definitely the, like, cosplaying portion. Absolutely. Status, mm-hmm. I think. And the fan club portion. Do I? I don't think I have a fan club, Richard. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, have freshmen who like me mm-hmm. last year because I was an RA. That I don't think true. that notes me as a indeed, fan indeed. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but All I think right. that's it. Yeah, yeah. We, I think we all got to cover some different aspects of our personalities. This is good. Yeah. 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 I don't have any other ones for you. I keep looking at my wall of posters for inspiration, but I realize <laughs> I only buy posters for like three shows and not like the <laughs> of shows I've seen. <laughs> like, Yeah. If I if I were to talk for just a half second about Steven. Okay. <laughs> okay, so so very quickly, <laughs> one of the things I mean, I 
Steven is not an anime character. He is American Cartoon Network animation. But he is um, one thing that I really identify with him about is like this sort of uh, he uh, gives off for me um, sort of a codependent vibe in that he really cares a lot about how other people are doing and how other people are feeling and like places that sometimes above where he is and what's like he he prioritizes that a lot and for me like especially growing up like as um mixed heritage and growing up as gay like that's definitely a lot of pat like patterns that i picked up as like worrying a lot about how other people are feeling and how other people are like doing and um acting on that and prioritizing how other people are thinking and feeling and so like that's one of the reasons why even though i don't think that's steven universe's character like that's like as someone who has those patterns like i see some of that a little bit and i may be projecting a bit onto steven no no i see it too on him for sure Mm -hmm. and so like that's something i really identify with with him but yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay well wow that was a very deep question i guess indeed yeah whoopsie whoopsie daisy <laughs> um luckily though because uh because richard was in london for a thousand years mm-hmm. and i was preparing for my role as oldest woman alive <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really um prepare anything for the second part because mm-hmm. we're very professional podcasters mm-hmm. so instead i think we should go into our suggestions for the week because i think i'm going to be talking a lot in my section. So you go Definitely. first, Richard. All right, cool. My suggestion for the week comes from my plane ride back from the UK. Oh, wonderful. I a nestled in, movie. indeed. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is watch movies on the plane for 10 hours. And I nestled into my seat and I was flipping through and I put on the movie Storks. This, Are you serious? I am serious. And I'm going to go ahead, <laughs> out of left field, I'm going to recommend the movie Storks to you guys. Why? So the movie Storks is, um, it's, uh, it's, it is an animated, uh, movie, family movie. I think it was Pixar, DreamWorks. I'll, I'll, I'll have to look that up. But, um, Storks is about, um, like the classic American trope that, um, like, or the classic American myth that babies are delivered to homes by storks. And this movie sort of, uh, looks at this like the the institution of storks and how they used to deliver babies but they don't do that anymore now they deliver packages and um it's uh follows like this young stork and like the the whole stork uh it like it takes on like a company sort of feel to it or like they all have like ranks and there's a boss and this one stork is going to be promoted to boss if he can like um I won't give away too many spoilers but he's uh he's trying to become uh, the boss of the company and um, a couple crazy wacky things happen where they suddenly have to deliver a baby and storks don't deliver babies anymore and the company doesn't want them to do it because that would like people would want babies all the time then so like it uh, I enjoyed the movie number one because it had um, a very quirky and fast-paced sense of humor um, at times it came across as a little over the top and I think a little much but um, there were some like fast talking, quick witted characters that I really enjoyed. And uh, while I rolled my eyes at some of the jokes, I thought that overall I found myself enjoying a lot of the humor. Um, and I will say that 
I did weep a lot at the end of the movie when they had some a baby being delivered, and it was good. <laughs> oh my god, Richard! Yeah. Really? Yes. I like saw those trailers and completely like ignored. Them. No, yeah, absolutely. I was just like flipping through. I was like, oh, I think I saw this maybe like a month ago and completely ignored it. Why? It's colorful. I'm sleepy. I might as well watch it. That's so, true. Yeah, I yeah. watched it, and I will say, if you have nothing better to do, go ahead and watch that movie. <laughs> Okay, mm-hmm, that's maybe I will. I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. I love any excuse to watch whatever animated movie. Uh, that reminds me, that plane story. I watched uh, recently, the most recent plane movie I remember watching is um, the Asterix and Obelix live action film where they go to London. And it was the funniest thing ever. And it's not animated, but it's based on an animated cartoon, whatever. What's Asterix and Obelix? Asterix and... Oh my... Are you freaking sick, Richard? <laughs> Asterix and Obelix is like the most famous French comic ever. And they're like... Are you serious? And okay, we have to pause the podcast. Oh, right, oh, oh, oh! Are they the Vikings? Yeah, the Gauls. Okay, the- they're Gauls. <laughs> okay, Asterix and Obelix is about... It's like literally from the 60s. And they, the best web... The best web comic. What am I saying? The best <laughs> comic strip ever. Except it has a lot of problems. In the ah. modern age, but I'll get to it. Uh, it's about Asterix, who is... Asterix and Obelix are best friends, and they're in Gaul, which is what France was back in Roman times. Mm-hmm. And basically, this takes place in that time period when the Roman Empire and Caesar exist, and they're, like, conquering Europe. Uh, and they've basically managed to conquer all of what will be France, except for this one tiny Gaul village, which where Asterix and Obelix live. Um, and the reason they haven't conquered that village yet is because their druid, um, whose name I can't, but all the names are puns, are like Latin puns, and it's amazing. Uh, I think he's like pharmaceutical mix or something like that. It's like amazing. Anyway, he has created a potion, um, this strength potion that when they drink it, anyone in the village drinks it, uh, they get super strength and they can beat like legions of Romans and da 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 da. So it's very much an underdog story. And it's, like, really funny because it always just ends with, like, the Romans being completely trashed uh, by the Gulls. And uh, it's a very funny comic. It's also got some racist imagery because it's from the 60s and it's French. So, of course, it does. So, like, not going to sugarcoat that. It's pretty gross. Those parts of it, for sure. Um, But anyway... There's a bunch of live action films and animated films about it too. They have their own theme park in Japan, in Japan, in France. Okay, what? like they're a big deal. Yeah, I have like a bunch of their books in Spanish because <laughs> my mom was a huge fan of them too. I can't believe you. Oh my god, I'm gonna wow. send you them. They're really good. The live action film I saw, which was when they go to London, is really funny and like really dumb. It's great. I love it. It, like, ends with a great joke about, like, them putting grass in a bowl and, like, the Brits. Because it's all them making fun of Britain because it's a French comic. <laughs> they hate the Brits, so that's the joke. And, like, it was the French movie with English subtitles or whatever, and the Brits have, like, the worst French accent throughout the entire film. It's amazing. <laughs> they, like, put grass in a bowl and, like, leave it there, and some British guy drinks it. And it was like, wow, this concoction. It's amazing. Let's call it tea. And it's like dumb jokes like that. You'd love it. Their most famous one is the one where they like are with Cleopatra and doing some adventures. I forget how it goes. I can't believe you've never. Oh, I'm so. I've definitely seen these guys before. I would not recognize them. My entire childhood was reading Asterix Novadix comics. 
I went to French school, but regardless. <laughs> I was not, like, wow, I'm missing that out, That is apparently. not my suggestion for the week, because it's not really, like, an animated thing or, <laughs> like, a print thing. Whatever. We got sidetracked. <laughs> I'm going to send you a bunch of stuff. Yes, yes, uh, yes. No, my recommendation for the week is also my plea to everyone in the world. Hmm. Uh, Richard, you've heard of the na- new movie, uh, Kimi no Nawa, right? Of course, of course. Okay. Do you know, have you seen it yet? No, because my friends and I are waiting to go to theaters to see it. Good. All right. <laughs> let's talk about this. So Kimi no Nawa is a new movie by Makoto Shinkai, who is famed for his work on Five Centimeters Per Second, a film he made in 2008. It's an anime film. Um, five Centimeters Per Second was about his love story, basically about these two kids growing up and kind of dealing with distance and time kind of separating them and it has a very kind of sad ending to it i hated the film me too (laughs) but i also part of why i hated it was my roommate who loved the film also told me it was about a snail (laughs) make sure i look out for the snail in the movie and then there was no snail of course and so like the whole movie i was expecting a snail to show up and that really kind of hurts your movie watching experience (laughs) anyway i wasn't a fan of five centimeters per second so everyone was super hype about Kimi no Nawa. It is, like, very hyped up. It was the number one movie in Japan. It was number one in the theaters for, like, 12 non-consecutive weeks. Um, it became the highest-grossing anime film worldwide ever, beating out Spirited Away. Um, it's now on, like, there's a top ten list of highest-grossing animated, traditionally animated movies ever. Um, and, like, number one is Lion King. Like, it's literally all Disney in the top ten. And now this movie is number eight on the list. And oh, it's shoot. still in theaters, so that number is only going to grow. Mm. Like, it has been very hyped up. And, like, people rave about this movie. Mm. But I was able to watch it a little earlier. And I went in being, like, okay, open mind. I don't like this director. But, like, everyone is obsessed with this movie. I should give it a fair chance. And I left that room. A complete convert <laughs> and absolutely in love. And, like, honestly, I think this this is my favorite anime movie of all time now. And it used to be Spirited Away and Redline, but Redline kind of is a joke. But <laughs> this has beat everything and might actually be my favorite movie of all time. Dang. That is how good it is. Okay. I, like, swear it. Like, I went in wanting to be, like, I went in with high expectations and like misgivings about like I this director has been celebrated before for other works that I don't like so how is this going to be any different and it was and it was incredible it is beautifully animated and the basic plot without any spoilers the plot that's given out in the trailer is what I'm going to regurgitate right now Mm. it's just basically there's a high school boy named Taki in, who lives in Tokyo, and uh, a high school girl named Mitsuha who lives in the countryside of Japan. And at night, while they sleep in their dreams or whatever, randomly they switch bodies. And basically the movie is about what the hell is going on and trying to figure out why this is happening and who the other person is. And that's basically the gist of the movie, but so much more, and it is fantastic. And so please... Please, everyone, <laughs> go watch it in theaters. I already bought my tickets. Oh. It's coming out this Saturday, this Friday. Uh, it's coming out. Really? So, 
Yeah, April 7th. Oh, shoot. Okay, we so gotta buy get them. Get on it, Richard. We gotta buy those like, before honestly, they sell I'm out. seeing it with... I'm dragging my whole family out to go see it. Mm. any excuse to show them anything animated, <laughs> I will take. Uh, dragging them out to the theaters on Friday to see it. And I'm going with my coworkers who I'm forcing mm. to go <laughs> on Saturday, okay? Nice. Uh, so it's fine that I watched a little early and not in theaters. Because I'm going to be spending twice the amount of money. <laughs> I urge everyone to do the same or whatever they're able to do with whatever their finances. Because any chance that I can get to, like, encourage America to, like, look at animated films and be like, this is a thing the populace wants. Like, please start showing foreign films in theaters. Like, mm. I hate this U.S.-centric theater system that mm. we have. I want the chance to see foreign films in theaters in, like, like animated or otherwise, but especially animated. So, like, throwing your money at the thing is, like, the best chance to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a really great chance to do it because not only is it, like, throwing money at the thing, it's throwing money at a thing that deserves the money. Mm. Like, and I say that, and, like, Makoto Shinkai has been super humble about the whole thing. Like, people have been calling him the new Ghibli, and he's like, please stop saying that. <laughs> I'm not Ghibli. Like, I can never be as good as my idol. And, like, he's even been telling people, please don't watch my movie anymore. It's gotten too big, and I was scared. And I'm like, no. Listen to Makoto Shinkai. Go see this movie. Give the U.S. theaters the money. Give Funimation the money. I have my jabs with Funimation. Like, not always the happiest with them, but, like, I'll give it to them now. Like, please <laughs> go see this movie in theaters. Make it super successful in the U.S. so that, like, maybe this can happen again more and more. Mm. Okay? Mm. That's my spiel. Love it to death. It's very good film. It's very good film. I am Drag so everyone hyped. you know to go see it. I'm so hyped. In theaters. April 7th. I don't, and it's only going to be in theaters for a le- very limited time. You can find out what theaters are showing it near you on the Funimation website. I'll post the link below. I'm writing that down. Do right your now. best. Go see it. I'm done. Kimi no Nawa is amazing. All right, I'm on it. All right. I'm Soundtrack is literally the best thing. Oh my god, my brother's been playing it for me time. nonstop. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> so yeah, Richard, you have to go see it. Got it. I'm gonna. Oh, this is I, for once. I'm gonna actually follow through with a recommendation good <laughs> i had never been more invested in a final five minutes of a film than i was with this movie i literally stood up in my i was just like i felt every emotion during this movie i laughed i cried i was angry i was frustrated and i was like so sad but like the last five minutes i stood up and was like screaming like please please god please <laughs> All right. It's all right. also gorgeous, and I'm really excited to see it on a big screen, like oh. a giant theater screen. Like, that's what I'm hype about after seeing it already. Actually, I also just want to see it again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> and again. But I'm also a very hyper fixated, like, obsessive person when it comes to media, so that's not that surprising. Mm-hmm. I watched Moana like six times. Yo. So. Yo. Uh, yeah. Go see it. Go see it. Go see it. Yay. That's all I have to say. Mm. <laughs> And I guess that's it. So kind of a shorter episode this week, but last week was pretty long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll have something cooked up for next week. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, so I guess we should thank people. Yeah, let's thank people. So we want to thank the Fat Rat for letting us use their song Prelude as our theme song. Check out their YouTube link below. Um, you can check out our website at animattheworldcast.wordpress.com um, as well as our Tumblr at animattheworldcast.tumblr.com. Uh, where I post kind of teaser clips of our show, which are fun to isolate. Um, 
But yeah, you should also download us or subscribe to us on iTunes. Hit like and subscribe. Oh my god. Smash that like button. <laughs> Don't do that twice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that's it for this week. Yay. So, bye. Draw yourself some good vibes. That's right. Thank yeah. you. I forgot what I do. I All got right. it. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.